So I don't know if this has ever happened to you where someone comes and asks you a question that's a simple, innocent question that you'd expect yourself to be able to answer well, but then it happens that you just kind of stumble over your words and you figure out that you don't actually really fully know how to describe your position. Something like this kind of happened to me the other day when I met a gentleman, a wonderful man, kind man. He he tells me who he is. I introduce myself and, you know, we're just kind of talking and I tell him I'm in ministry. I live for Jesus. And he uh, asked the obvious next question, right? And he asked, well, what denomination do you consider yourself a part of? And it really kind of in that moment, I'm, I'm thinking kind of out loud. I'm like, you know, I, I'd like to just do my best to be like Jesus, to imitate Yeshua. Right. And, and I, and I kind of left that conversation thinking like, yeah, what, 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 what denomination am I supposed to be? Right. Like, like, where am I supposed to fit in? Like, why do I identify as? Because that's really that question. And I want us to think about this because I've been thinking about this more since I want us to think about what does it really mean? What is it? What is this whole thing about denominations really all about? You see, I'm let me just say from the get go, I'm not against separation when necessary. Like, I think that there's a line in the sand that needs to be drawn around false gospels, right? To separate from that which is actually harmful and dangerous and people who stand for that. You cannot what fellowship does light have with darkness. So I'm I'm all with you on that. But on the other hand, and I, I guess what denominations also have done and is is for is is it creates something visible in this world that we can identify with. See, for some people, it's easier to see others who believe like they do point to that denomination and say, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Catholic, I'm a whatever it is, because this is the group that I identify with most. But I guess what we should think about is are we supposed to identify with them most? Are we supposed to identify with a denomination as our identity? Because, you know, you can say, oh, PD, it's not my identity. But the moment that you really start saying, I am this, that is what you identify as, is your identity. And perhaps what we have done is we have really elevated a certain framework that is this denomination as our aspiration of life. This is who I wish to be the best Baptist or maybe if you're a Catholic, I want to be the best kind of a Catholic like this or that Catholic. I want to be if you're a Seventh Adventist like Alan White, she was like the best Adventist. Um, it really determines who you are to yourself and it becomes who you look up to to imitate. It is your description, the description of what a true believer is supposed to be and what theologies a true believer is supposed to hold to. But I guess my question is, is if Yeshua is here, what denomination is he a part of? Who is he picking? Is he saying, hey, I'm going with you, Seventh Adventists, or I'm going with you, Catholics? Uh, <laughs> or I'm going with you Baptists. You know, I'm trying to prevent myself from making any jokes here. It's 
No, he's he's not. He and in fact, when we look at what the scripture says, while there is a clear call to separate from evil and false gospels, there is also a call to separate from factions among us, among those of us who are actually true believers in Yeshua. Because what if it is that when we create these identities, we look more to these and to Yeshua himself. And that's why I struggle to identify, because there is no one that I can look to and say, I want to be like that one. I'm sorry, guys. There's not one denomination of mankind has thought up before, including Hebrew roots, including messianics. I want to be Messiah like, like the Messiah, the way, the truth, the life, not kind of messianic. I want to be like he is. I want to ask the question, what did he do? I want to do what he did. I don't want to do what you do. I don't want to do what your pastor does. I don't want to do what whatever leader this or that leader does. As much as I love leaderships, I want to be like Yeshua. Because when I stand before him, the question is not going to be, was I a good Baptist? The question is going to be, was I a good disciple of the one master that there is? Who do you follow? Like, like who's... Who do you look to? Because if you look to him, you will become more like him. If you look to Baptists, you'll become more like them. But then when a theology comes your way, that doesn't look like a Baptist theology, even if it's a, a, a Yeshua theology, you may just push against it and you may reject Yeshua to be a Baptist instead or whatever it is. Another thing we do with denominations is we use it as a mechanism to place someone in a box so we can describe them and determine who they are. You know, we don't as people, we don't like uncertainty. We don't like unknowns. We don't, you know, I've even found it sometimes that when I describe who I am, what I believe people get a little uneasy because they're not really sure what to like. What do you call that? Like it's supposed to be simply to be a follower of Christ. But they but people would like to call it something because when we can call it something, we can create a bundle of beliefs, which we call a denomination to describe a person so that we can understand them as if you can understand someone's beliefs by asking them what denomination they're a part of. Right. Instead of engaging deeply to understand what they believe which is the only way to really understand what they believe. But instead, we want the shortcut, right? We want to put them in a box. And then with this box, we've already decided, predetermined, if they are this denomination, what I think of them. Do I disregard them completely as a foe and their beliefs? Disregarding everything they have to say and add value to? Or do I consider them a friend because I like their set of beliefs, their denomination. And it becomes our mechanism of factioning of disunity, our mechanism of how we fail to work together and be brothers and sisters. To me, all of these things are but labels that men have called themselves. What I want to know is, do you believe in Yeshua? Do you believe he's the way, the truth and the life? Do you believe that you ought to walk as he walked? Now, all of those, how that looks, Let's talk about that. Like, let's have a conversation about that. Let's iron sharpen iron because I don't have it all figured out and neither do you. But you certainly have things that the father has shown you that he hasn't shown me. And I have things he's shown me that he may not have shown you. 
And so there is a worship of spirit and truth that is developed only really when we're willing to be humble and learn from one another. And some of you are going to be angry at me because some of you are, you really like it to be in a place where you can point a finger at this or that denomination and say, well, they're all not saved. There are certainly people who aren't saved in just about every, well, in every denomination, because there will be false believers in every denomination. And there will be people who believe certain things. Let me and let me say this. There are certain movements, certain, if you want to call it denominations, that are a that is a false gospel that is not a saving gospel and that the followers, the devout followers of that denomination will not be saved. So don't don't misunderstand me to say that, oh, well, PD is saying we should just all like accept everything and accept what everyone believes, because I'm not saying any of that. But I, what I am saying is that if you if you use denominations to prejudge someone without actually getting to know them and actually um, speaking with them and then actually being willing to serve alongside them if they believe in the foundational uh, truths that we all ought to believe in. That is important for us all. Yeshua said they will know you by the love you have for one another. Let me say this. We have failed as a church in this aspect. Generally speaking, not all. There are many loving, incredibly loving people who are believers who I know. But generally mainstream Christianity speaking to that, if I may, no, right? We we are, we are known for our love. We are known for our hate oftentimes. And it's not just because people hate us. It's sometimes because we actually hate and because we actually have struggled to love sinners the way that Yeshua did. This is really a hard topic, you know, to, to really unravel. And, and I'm not saying I have the solution to it. I'm not saying that we should do away with all kinds of labels. I'm not saying any of that. All I'm really saying is be careful as to how you prejudge based off what someone may call themselves. If someone tells me they're Baptist, I really don't gather much from that at all. If someone tells me they're Seventh Adventist, I don't gather much from that at all. I'll have a bunch of questions around what they mean by that. But I'm not going to assume a bunch of things because I've met a million types of Baptists and a million time types of Seventh Adventists. And some of them have true beliefs, uh, beliefs that are really honorable. And some of them have beliefs that aren't. But I can't use the label to predetermine that. Another problem is that our denomination becomes our exclusive association. In other words, you you only associate with those in your own circle, your own bubble, your own denomination. So you never go outside of that. And so you think you have you have false assumptions about what the other denominations believe. The Baptists and the Charismatics is a great example of that. Baptists think uh, Charismatics are crazy and without discernment and they, you know, don't have any respect uh, for the Lord and they do false signs and wonders. That's what some Baptists may think. Some Charismatics may think Baptists are uptight. They don't allow the Holy Spirit to move and so on. You know, like, and both of those things are, are, are not true. There are definitely people in both those groups that, <laughs> that have done that. But that is such a false assumption about that group of people. And so, you know, I'm I am generalizing in this video because I'm trying to only illustrate what we have done as believers to one another. So I'm not doing it because that's how I think it is important for us to be able to actually associate and work with people outside of our denomination. And then we may find that they're actually not as different as we thought they are from us. 
They might keep one or two commandments a little differently. Maybe they don't even keep it at all. And maybe we can be a light to them in that matter. But perhaps there's even some things that they can teach us, like how they care for the poor, how they build hospitals, or how they send missionaries on mission trips that we can learn from about how are you guys doing this? We want to do that too. Teach us how you've been so successful in that avenue or this avenue. There's so much that we can learn from one another that we will never learn because of the pride in the body. I'm telling you that the, the father sees pride. And when we have pride, he does not allow us to grow in that area of love for our lives. Like that anointing for, uh, for say, the poor, let's just say the poor, to look after the poor, that anointing is not going to be accessible to you if you have pride, too much pride to learn from someone whom God has gifted in that area because you think, oh, well, I'm so much better than they are. God, I thank you. I'm not like other men, even like this tax collector. And so what we end up doing is because we're in this bubble of our own denomination, we we start prioritizing the doctrines and traditions of our denomination over the doctrines of Christ. And that is why there are people who would even point to me and say, well, you know, I'm maybe teaching falsehoods or I'm, you know, whatever, a false prophet or, or whatever. And they would be Christians and they would call me that even though all I ever do is I teach people to be more like Jesus. Like that's all I care about. Like I don't like be more like Jesus. That's all I'm going to point you to. I'm not pointing you to be to some denomination. I'm not pointing you to some movement. I'm not pointing you to some anything. I'm saying be more like Jesus and and I'm trying to help you do that. But if there's any way that I failed in doing that, if I'm off, like just ignore me, be like Jesus, please. Like that's what I want you to do. Be like Yeshua. But I'm, I'll be persecuted despite that because people judge, will, will judge you and will judge me if we teach people to be more like Yeshua because they're not teaching people to be more like Yeshua. They're teaching people to be more like their denomination. And when you teach people to be more like Yeshua, it's like, well, we don't do that in our denomination. I'm a Catholic and I don't do that. I'm a Baptist and I don't do that. I'm a Messianic and we don't do that. Well, I don't care what you do. I care about what Yeshua does. So let's get down and do what he does. And so, brothers and sisters, I want to submit to you that I actually think when I was thinking about my response to that gentleman, the father gave me peace. And I actually think that if you're someone who really is sold out to walk like Yeshua and to be to, that your identity is to be his follower above all else, that question should always be a difficult question to answer because someone is asking you something that you aren't. They're asking you what denomination you are part of. My answer is I'm part of Yeshua. I'm part of his body. His body is one. His body is not divided. His body is not full of factions. The hand does not say I am better than the foot. The, the mind, the brain does not say, well, I don't need shoulders. The shoulders carry the head and everything that is with it. Like we need each other, no matter how smart you think you are, no matter what you think your giftings are, we need each other and we need to learn from one another. We need unity in the body. This is a requirement for spirit and truth worship and for the Holy Spirit to work in us the way that he so truly desires. For Acts 2 verse 1, as I told you at the Shavuot conference, it's written there that they were in one place, in one mind. They were maybe not in agreement over every little did and dot, but they were in one mind. And they were there together 
in the same room to celebrate Yeshua, to celebrate the Father ultimately, to worship him. And if you can get in a room with someone with that objective, then that is just about enough to be in unity with them over something. And that should be pursued. And then we can talk about you believe this. I believe that let's have a loving conversation about that and let's sharpen each other. What denomination are you a part of? That's what I will leave with you. Thank you for joining me. Subscribe to this channel to get more videos just like this one. Like it, share it with your friends. I can't wait to see you in the next one. Many, many blessings to you. Love you guys. Shalom. Thank you.